Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for July the 2nd in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest, and I mean the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, LovingLiberty.net, our nationally syndicated radio network. Spread the word, live and on-demand radio 24-7, online at LovingLiberty.net, as well as the Android and iPhone apps available at your fingertips. It's all free, but if you want to help out the sacred cause of liberty, donate liberally. It's the only time we believe in liberalism. (laughs) Donate liberally today, would you please? A quick recap yesterday, and then we'll launch right into the news the network refused to use, as always. Conservatives are turning against Chief Justice John Roberts after his Supreme Court citing. The justice cited with the liberals. I should say cited, I'm sorry, with the liberals um, in a monumental abortion ruling. And I don't really like the fact that they're saying we're turning against Roberts. We're standing on principle, and we don't like the way he voted. But that doesn't mean we're turning against anybody. He did turn on the principles of liberty, though. He did a double down in pro-death as opposed to pro-life, which was his proper necessary role. And we're concerned about that. But we're not turning against anybody. We are simply standing on principle. Kent, that's an author for Breitbart, writes, Trump's foreign policy threatens military generals who prefer the status quo. Amen. Good work. President Trump is doing quite a good job there. We need more, no doubt, or I should say less in terms of war. Uh, But President Trump is not as hawkish as many others and is trying to roll things back. He's surrounded by too many military personnel. The military-industrial complex is part of the deep swamp and live and well. But President Trump trying to rein in some of that. And I say good for Kent to highlight that reality check. No doubt about it. Netflix, believe it or not, moving $100 million dollars to, quote, empower black banks. Now, I didn't know banks knew the difference between black and white. I thought they simply, you know, took care of citizens' financial needs. I didn't know banks were racial. What if I had a white bank? Can a white guy go to a black bank? What do black banks do different than white banks? I didn't know we had such a thing, but there it is. Republicans, with the exception of President Donald Trump, now push mask wearing. Shame on them. Let me explain. I'm okay if you believe in masks and you want to push for, hey, you really, 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 really should wear them. They're important. I believe in them. That's your right to do so. It's not your right to try to use the force of law. Well, you say, Sam, come on, we have to. Uh, If there's 100 people in a room and the guy not wearing the mask puts everybody at risk. You know, that's true with just about anything. Driving a car. It's societally true with the cold, the flu. Oh, Sam, but those aren't as deadly. Prove it. You know what? These death rate numbers and these, quote, case rate numbers and these hospital rate numbers are completely, absolutely bogus. Absolutely bogus. You don't believe me? We can debate the details. But, man, 
the numbers cannot be trusted at all. Now they're admitting that hundreds of people have to be taken off the rolls because they weren't, well, they didn't die because of the corona. We're realizing that people in the hospital oftentimes aren't even there because of the corona. They may or may not have corona. Some people are living fine with the corona. Other people are dying. Other people are dying not because of the corona. Our numbers are all over the map and rarely even factual. In fact, it's so confusing. The CDC and other government agencies have multiple forms of numbers. Those who are, what, quote, tested positive versus those who they think might have versus, the you know, what, multiple death counts based on how you count the numbers is just disaster. Mike Pence helped launch endurance uh, pickup in uh, Ohio, Lordstown, Ohio. We talked about a record high jump in consumer spending despite income decline. We talked about Nike reporting a $799 million loss. Wow. 46% plunge in North American sales, for instance. We talked about Democrats attack, attack Jim Jordan for not wearing a mask during hearings while they're not wearing masks themselves. This is insane. Joe Biden, quote, I will force Americans to wear masks. Who does he think he is? Second hour, we had on Becky Akers with us, well-known author of two books, Hailstorm, about Nathan Hale and Benedict Arnold. Well, it's called Abducting Arnold, the other side of the Benedict Arnold story. Anyway, Becky Akers, search for them by name, Becky Akers and Hailstorm, Becky Akers and Abducting Arnold. Anyway, we talked about LeBron James gets $100 million. An investment to build his own media empire? Well, imagine LeBron's racist empire, folks. As Becky says, at least he suggests that he'll have an agenda. Religious schools can now get government funding. They say public funding. The courts double down in favor of that. I think that spells disaster. I know it means more school choice, which is good, but you know what? What you don't want is the religious schools hooked on government money, eventually for the government to use strings attached, pull the rug out from under them, control what they teach. You don't want that, folks. Beware. Bill Gates, piece of work, I'll tell you that right now. Bill Gates says the U.S. is not even close to doing enough to fight the pandemic. Yeah, Bill, what would you do, my friend? What would you do? Yeah, set up contract tracing and trace every one of us. Force test and force vaccinate every one of us. Force quarantine every one of us. What would you do, Bill? Oh, build into your software forced tracking of everybody in the United States and around the world, even though it's against our laws and against our code of ethics in America. Your iPhone, they say, has a hidden map of everywhere you go and how to find it. Well, you can only find it based on the settings that you may or may not have made. But no doubt they're keeping track of every move you make via your phone. Make no mistake about that reality check. Could doomsday bunkers become the norm for the rich and famous? The answer is yes. Can they for the rest of us? No, we can't afford it. And the government, at least in the West, owns most of the land. So you can't even get a bug out place if you want to because you can't afford one. Land is too hard to get a hold of. Too expensive. Too controlled. Let's say I find 100 acres out in the middle of nowhere and I want to divide it into five-acre lots and, you know, let 10 or 15 of us have a piece. Oh, no, county restrictions won't even let you do it based on, quote, government control zoning, right? New Jersey mail-in ballots reportedly destroyed in a mail truck fire. I guess my vote wouldn't count if the fire occurred for me. I told you you can't trust the custody of the ballots, remember? California, quote, 23,000. 
I guess uh, dead registered voters could get what? Cheat by mail ballots? Okay, there you go. Biden has a cancer initiative. I guess they spent nearly two-thirds of the donations on salaries alone. Wow. Can't trust old Joe and his team, can you? Catholic teacher got fired for criticism or criticizing Black Lives Matter movement. Conservatives need to be on the offensive, folks. I'll tell you that right now. This Black Lives Matter stuff is bogus, too. You say all lives matter, and now they shut you down. Swedish supermarket chain now to label the climate impact of products. That's dangerous to all get out, too. Who's going to decide those factors? Right? Who, who decides? Who's in control of the, quote, info or facts, huh? Faces of the conquerors. Trump's trip to Mount Rushmore draws fire. Stephen Groves of the piece. They're basically saying it's a race fest for racism for the Donald. It's insane, folks. I thought it was just to go, you know, see heroes. New York City Council slashes police budget by a billion dollars as violent crime skyrockets. Ocasio-Cortez says that's not near enough. We got to flat out abolish. Yeah, KCO Cortez, and I think that AOC needs to not have uh, her protection. Her armed guards around her. Let her run around free. These people who uh, are really for defunding the police in powerful positions all have their own detailed security, don't they? So they don't know what it's like at all, or they have no respect at all for the rest of us folks. Firing all the cops, defunding all the police is the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. Yes, do they need de-escalation training? Without a doubt. Yes, could we divert some money to other programs that might make some sense to take the weight off the police since the police have become a catch-all for every need we have? Yes, there's some validity to those points. But defunding isn't the answer. Focusing on the proper role of constitutional government, teaching the people to believe in God, family, and country, teaching people to respect life, liberty, and property is the start of the solution. Maybe repenting and turning to God is the primary focus answer we should talk about but no they don't mention a word about it all right that's a recap of the broadcast that took place yesterday still available at lovingliberty.net spread the word news that i refuse to use today starts now kurt crosby's with me welcome sir buenos dias and greetings and salutations howdy 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 thank you sam you're very welcome two quick stories and then brian first one i want you to respond to kurt walmart will discontinue the sale of products emblazoned with the all lives matter phrase. Can't say all lives matter. It's offensive to blacks, and they're shutting it down, sir. Black Lives Matter continues unabated. Your response? I'll bet it wouldn't be offensive to, you know, Sheriff David A. Clark, um, Walter Williams, uh, Star Parker. You mean black so people that think conservatively like we do and believe in the Constitution and believe yeah. in God, family, and country? Those guys? That's exactly right. Ben well, that's Carson, right. You know, and going down the list. Uh, Mike Pence doubles down and will not say Black Lives Matter. He says all lives matter, and he says it's fundamentally important to understand that principle. That's founding father esque. Boy, do I agree with Mike Pence. Hang tight. Quick pause. Brian Rust joining us in seconds. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? 
Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Talk Right, the conservative app offered by TalkStream Live that caters exclusively to the conservative talk radio community. Here you'll see only talk shows and podcasts from the conservative right, all the big broadcast names and online digital shows in one place. Talk Right makes it easy to find all your favorite conservative talkers with all the upscale features you come to expect from TalkStream Live. Keep up with the fast-paced political world. Download Talk Right today from Google Play or the App Store. All right, he's not the founder, ladies and gentlemen. Why? Because it's a multi-generational business, that's why. Russ Coin and Gift has been around for over 50 years, working to educate customers about precious metals. RustCoinandGift.com, he may not be the founder because it's multi-generational. you got to love multi-generational businesses in America. That is the genius of America, I might add. But he is in charge. Welcome back, sir. Hey, thanks for having me on. Glad to be with you guys. All right, we're ready for a quick gold update. Uh, let's see. Gold is seventeen sixty-five. Even. Yep. Seventeen sixty-five for gold. Silver. Uh, silver is seventeen ninety-three. Wow. All right. Kurt's on the road again. He wants rhodium. Uh, Seventy-eight hundred. What do you think of that, Kurt? Yeah, I'll have to uh, go grab a whole bunch of rhodium. You know, I mean, yeah, so. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there's not a whole lot of change, huh? Uh, yeah, it's just down. It, it jumped over eighteen dollars uh, on uh, silver's been kind of bouncing. That gold was over eighteen, uh, pushing to the eighteen hundred mark uh, as well. So it's yeah, we're, we we see these dips as they they throw out some of the forecast and you know like dollars showing a little bit of strength or these kind of things that are thrown out there, which is kind of a joke actually. So. All right, Walmart says they're going to discontinue any product that has all lives matter on it. Now, shame on them, though. They're going to continue Black Lives Matter. They say that all lives matter is offensive. It's not that all lives don't matter. It's just that it ignores the plight that the blacks have been in for quite some time, the bigotry, the racism, the hatred. And to say that kind of minimizes their reality. See, I don't believe that, Brian. I'm not trying to 
dismiss anybody's struggles, whether it be the African-Americans, whether it be the Native Americans, whether it be the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the only group in American history that has had an extermination order against them, shoot on sight, all men, women, and children, etc., drive them flat out of the country. That never happened to the blacks or the Indians. They were never driven out of the country, completely driven out in the middle of winter. So, you know, a lot of groups have been wronged. And you know what? I'm not happy about the mistakes America has made. But I'm also saying let's keep it firmly in mind so we never repeat it, number one. But number two, when are we going to realize that's yesterday's mistakes? And what we want to do is go forward in solidarity today, understanding that we're all God's children. All lives matter, don't they? That doesn't minimize anybody or anything, does it? No, you're exactly right, Sam. It's, you know, the problem is, is I'm not really sure that's their agenda as far as they just want to kind of cause havoc. And, and uh, we've got an election you know, coming up here and all that. But if all black lives matter, then why aren't they trying to create some kind of a uh, overcoming the problems that we see in Chicago and a lot of other countries, you know, where these, you know, a lot of these young black uh you know, African American people are don't have, don't have a chance. They don't have a father. It's single parent home. They live in poverty. I mean, it's you know, if they if they really believe that, then I think they try to you know to uh, make changes where changes need to be made. All right, you know, Brian's so right on that. Uh, I mean, you hear about some of those inner city schools where you got like, if I remember right, Baltimore you got thirteen high schools and not a single one of them have anybody. Uh, proficient in math i mean anyone proficient i mean it's just and they're spending like you know 15 grand a kid uh who you is know, it's just uh, well the government schools uh you know uh, and yet they just don't get the results and yet we just keep dumping money into those places man it's just crazy it is crazy that's <clears throat> that's no doubt and it's going to get much worse i hate to admit or acknowledge, but there you have it. Let me give you some examples. Looks like Netflix CEO Reed Hastings and his wife, Patty Quillen, are donating $120 million towards student scholarships at historically black colleges uh, and universities. Now, I don't know what a black university is. I thought we believe in education for everybody. I don't think we believe in modern-day intentional segregation. I don't have a problem with blacks creating their own college. But I also say that if that's going to happen, the Latinos can have theirs and white people can have theirs. But, no, that would back into racism in a hurry. Um, but, again, $120 million to just black institutions? Yeah, they're going to give $40 million to th- uh, each of three the United, quote, Negro College Fund. I thought you weren't allowed to say the N-word anymore. Stillman College and Morehouse College, those are the three getting the funds, Brian. Do you want to respond to this one? Well, you know, I, I think, you know, I'm not a, a, a opposed to the, you know, the funds that are being given there. I mean, if it can make a difference in those lives. But I think you, you mentioned the fact of that, you know, every, all lives. I mean, other, other people that are donating to other causes, perhaps not the, the, the black uh, cause, but maybe the whites or, or Hispanic or whatever it may be. All these are, could be great causes. We don't need to tear down the good and uh, and just thrive on the bad. I think, you know, anytime we can make a difference, I think we, you know. Yeah, I'm like you. I agree. I don't have any problem with them donating to these black colleges. And I don't have any problem with black colleges. And I don't have any problem with saying these people need special care and help and love. And I'm going to use my own personal money 
Reed Hastings and his wife saying, you know, I want to do this with my money. I have no problem with that whatsoever. As long as, as long as we don't play games. So if I'm white and I give money to a white college, first off, can they even exist a white college? Uh, Secondly, what if I gave my money to that? Am I just a white supremacist now? Okay, so the problem that I have with it is this double standard manipulation we're playing here. If we really are honest and we say, hey, wherever Sam thinks his money is best served, let him do it. Good on him for doing it. Thank you, sir. Uh, No matter what group or whatever it is, then I'm all cool with that. But the double-edged sword, the game playing, uh, is the problem I have. What if Reed gave his money and started a white college? Uh, Would they be cool with that? If they would, and that's where he really believes his money is, hey, there's a lot of poverty in white communities too now. Let's be clear. Um, if, if they're fine with whatever we do uh, as philanthropists, then I'm okay with it. But it seems like certain philanthropy is okay. You're a hero. Other philanthropy, you're a flat-out bigot. That's yeah, my problem, Brian. That's right, and I, I agree 100%. It, it's, a, it's a two-edged, you know, double standard here that uh, – you know they're they're really pushing, and that's why I'm sure I'm not. I, I don't agree with their agenda because their agenda's flawed. You know, it's not just about Black Lives Matter. They're, they they want to destroy just about everything. You know, they're creating havoc and 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 uh, protest and and they. I mean, they they're bringing in. I mean, they, just here in Brome, which is down the street here, where a guy was shot trying to get through a. All right, so just so the nation knows what he's talking about, in Provo there was some rioting and protesting, and a man was in an SUV and he flat out got shot and killed right on the spot in Provo, Utah, one of the most conservative states and one of the most conservative cities in the nation now, uh, and and he got arrested and everything else. But, uh, you know, this is what we're talking about. See, I think Reed Hastings and, and, and the discussion shouldn't be black and white, shouldn't be racial divisions. We could say, listen, when God's children are in poverty, it's a sad scenario. And therefore, we're going to use this money to help those in poverty. And if it turns out that more black people get help than white people, it's because more of them are in poverty. We understand we're colorblind here. And what we're going to do is try to we're going to try to give them a a leg up. We're going to try to give them a not a handout, but a hand up, and we're going to see if we can't help some of these people uh, help themselves and the next generations uh, not have a, a future of poverty. And, and so I look at really poverty as more of the key. Anybody in poverty could use the help, right? Right. And I, I think working together, that's that's the thing. I think what what happens with some of this these protests and things that are going on, it, it, it in, invokes fear in a lot of people, so they don't want to they don't want to come out and try to stand for something because they're they're fearful, and that's the message they're kind of pushing is, is we're gonna we're gonna put fear in your heart so that you will have to agree with what we want to accomplish, and instead of going hand in hand together and we working across the country and and we're all Americans working together for the betterment of good. I mean, if we could all do that and not have fear in our hearts, I think we could do a lot more good and, and push. But uh, you, you look at the top, the top is all about. You know, commotion and and just you know fighting amongst themselves, and we're not going to allow you, you know the president to do anything. We're not working, you know, just a, it's it's just bickering and fighting, which which you know down the chain here it is. And so I, I think that we need to uh, you know come together, but it's awful hard. I think these the, these protests and stuff are, are putting fear in a lot of people, and they're scared to come out and maybe even do anything about it. Yeah, and that's why I like like looking at poverty and saying, hey. Those that are down on their luck, those that don't have a chance at a great life, those who don't have opportunity, let's provide opportunity for them, regardless of race. Right. But, of course, I'm a bigot for even suggesting such. I deny the plight of those that are really suffering, and I 
I just have a don't care attitude, don't I? See, this is the stuff that they say, and I'm just saying, look, anybody who's struggling, I want to work on helping. Yeah. No, you're right. And you could say, well, hey, some of their struggling is their own fault. I know, but I look at it more biblically than that. I don't just go, you don't have need of my help. You're the one that's the bad guy. I just say, look, I'm going to do my part to help and to clothe the naked and feed the hungry. And and I'm not going to judge them. I'm just going to do my part, and I'm going to leave the rest to the hands of the Almighty. But those who are suffering from lack of opportunity or funding, I want to help. Kurt wants to talk about Target and seconds on your radio. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. CIA Director Gina Haspel and other intelligence officials are scheduled to brief a bipartisan group of lawmakers today about alleged Russian bounties placed on the heads of U.S. troops serving in Afghanistan. The White House has said that the reports are uncorroborated and did not rise to the level that the president needed to be briefed on them. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and others are expected to be at that briefing today. The U.S. is coming off a staggeringly bad day when it comes to new coronavirus cases. Over 52,000 new cases of COVID-19 reported yesterday. The first time ever more than 50,000 cases were reported in the United States in a single day. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Balance of nature changing the world one life at a time. I have seen a, a change in how I feel. I do feel better. I actually feel like doing stuff, <laughs> if that makes any sense. It's, it's just a, a better feeling just throughout my whole body. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. A huge trade deal with America's neighbors is now in effect, as we hear from USA Radio's Wendy King. The United States-Mexico-Canada agreement has gone into effect, rewriting the terms of trade between the three countries. President Trump signed the agreement in January to replace the North American Free Trade Agreement of 1994, with the White House declaring that the deal will result in stronger economic growth with more jobs for American workers and fair trade in the country. Authorities in Iowa say multiple police officers were assaulted during a protest at the state's capital in Des Moines yesterday. Police say protesters followed them into the parking lot of the capital yesterday as they were arresting three people for allegedly damaging a police squad car. 
They claim that the protesters then attacked that group of officers, police, not releasing any other details. And this is USA Radio News. All right, Brian Rust, RustQuinnandGift.com with us. So, Brian, it looks like Target, they're going to raise all the minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour starting July the 5th. And I don't have any problem with individuals and or businesses raising the rate they pay people. I do have a problem with some of the states across the country mandating minimum wages that ever increase. I think it's a, a problem in and of itself. That's another discussion. One is freedom of choice and business and agency and uh, the free market working, doing its best to attract workers. The other one is government mandates. Uh, and so, you know what? Good for Target uh, if they're doing it on their own and not government backed or forced or whatever else. Um, and I do think uh, increased wages are a good thing. Uh, we just need to be careful of how it's done. Brian, do you want to respond to that? Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, you know, we talked about it here a year or so to go about raising every uh, you know minimum wage to that, and now you know various companies are are, are kind of buying into that. But um, I, I think you know you look at your own you know for me for instance my you know business and, and what I can pay, and you know, I'm all about trying to bless those that work for me and and help support and 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 staying uh, to where I can you know, make my payments and, and that. And, you know, and I, I don't know, you know, like you say, you're right. Uh, it, it can be a good thing to pay, you know, more wage and so on. I just think that we we need to be, you know, to force all the companies because they're not all the same. And some don't have that bottom line, like maybe perhaps Target does. Or, so, you know, that's my thought. Kurt? Well, you know, if you're talking about the whole minimum wage thing, I'm I'm thinking that a hundred bucks is, should be a start. Well, you know what we're talking about, right? And, well, yeah, I know that Walmart or Target is going to raise theirs, right? Yes. Yeah, but I don't think it's the minimum so, wage that's causing them to do that. Yeah, it's it's they're they're going to do that themselves. But the president's also signaled that he's kind of up for. Uh, moving up the minimum wage, I think they ought to just eliminate it because uh, when do we have the right as government to force people to, you know, pay a certain wage? Uh, I'd like to see Target or just like any other company, uh, Brian's included, you know, doing what they can to support their workers. Uh, you know, whether they want to do a little or a lot, that's between them and their workers. Uh, so... Good, at least a good sign in the economy that people have money to spend. Uh, it sure would be nice if it was honest money. Wow, amen to that reality check, huh, Brian? Hey, why don't we why don't we go to uh, the government and see if they can't? Uh, why don't we mandate the fact that we want a balanced budget and get off the, you know, the endless spending and and uh, you know maybe start at the top. Yeah, the problem is we already have that. See, people want to put a balanced budget amendment in place and try to create another law. But we already have laws on the books. Here's the laws on the books right. just right now so you know. Every state by law has to balance their own budget. And right now the federal government was supposed to be chained down with the Constitution where they would only use constitutional currency, gold and silver. 
And those very laws in place would stop them from spending into oblivion. They would have balanced budgets. There would be a limit on the amount of money that was available uh, because it's tied to honest money at all levels. And then the states are required to balance their budgets. There was never an intention for the federal government to give the states any money at all. In fact, it was just the opposite. The creator is not above the creation, if you will. And so the states were supposed to make sure the federal government lived on a very slim budget. Uh, designed to carry out the line items in the supreme law of the land. Uh, And honest money was supposed to keep everybody in check. But the second we jettisoned constitutional currency, created a private banking cartel of thugs and fake money, and then we basically said, hey, let's let the states receive money from the feds, then let's let the feds just become sugar daddy. The states can always say, well, I balanced my budget with a big old siphon in from the federal government. That was never intended. But as long as you allow that to occur... It doesn't matter if you create a balanced budget amendment. They'll just lift the debt ceiling. Or they'll just say, well, we have a balanced budget amendment. True, but we need time to balance it. It might take a 20-year plan, and then it'll never get done. And the 20-year plan will slide back. And then we're doing our best, but by golly, COVID hit. And because of the coronavirus, we can't get it done. They'll just go round and around and around until you just want to slap people. Because it's just like, are you kidding me right now? Right, Ryan? That's exactly right. You're, you're, you're right on. Let's get back to the kind of, you know, you know, the founding fathers put in place and, and start taking this country back to where it needs to be. Let's put God at the, at the front and, and uh, start moving forward. You're right. If we go back to honest money, what happens to coin dealers, Brian? I got the answer, but I want to I know what you think on this. Well, that's, that's a good question. I, I think we have a business that, you know, provide, you know, there's people that collect and, and, and there's hobby involved where they're collecting, you know, putting together sets. And, you know, and it, realistically, I, I look at it, you know, growing up in the, in the whole business is, is one of the neat things that I saw in this business is the fact of a, a grandfather and his grandson and his, his son actually in, in with generations can go in and, and uh, have a, an enjoyable hobby that they can work on together and, and it was something I see, and I still see a little bit of that, but it's kind of a dying, you know, kind of a dying thing. But it, that's the part of the business that I thought was really cool. The families involved in each other, and they kind of spend time with each other and collecting their little sets, and, and uh, yeah, and, you know, and it has some value, you know, creating some value and teaching their kids value, and so... Do you have a thought on this, Kurt? I do. I have several thoughts on this, but what, what happens to the coin dealers if we do go back to honest money? I think they have a tremendous role. I can get into that in a second, but Kurt, do you want to respond? Well, it just seems like, uh, like Brian says, there'd be more and more people uh, realizing that there is such a thing as silver and gold, and uh, you know, paper money's not really where it's at. Uh, they'd be like, man, I could get some of that, or I could do some of this. I could, you know, collecting people collect things all the time, and why not collect? honest money yeah so i think there's several things i think the new numismatic business would take off big time coin collections as brian said etc and i think what you would do is you would create stability and consistency in the marketplace for some of those collections whereas right now when gold and silver bounces all over egypt based on fake money then these collectors coins it's very hard to even determine value uh, you got to get appraisals on those things. It's very subjective. I think th- that it would stabilize big time as a result of that, and you could count on those collections 10 times more. Secondly, I think that the coin dealers could do a lot of prep work because, again, the idea would be it's not just the government that creates or finds or whatever you want to say, ores, mines, gold and silver. Okay, and so let's say that I mined a bunch of silver. I might go to a Brian Rust and have him help me kind of 
melt it down and do all the work that it takes to get it ready, and then I might ship it to the to the government, the Treasury, to make sure that there's honest weights and measures. But there's a lot of work that could be done in the preparation of that and the consistency of that. It would also mean that coins, as long as they had the government stamp of stability on them or consistency, if you will, regulating the weights and measures, which is a just proper rule of the Constitution, uh, folks like Brian Rust and others could become well-known. I could have the Rust coin. But yet it at the same time had government approval on it because Brian Rust did a lot of the work to make it happen. And thus you would get these experts with stability in the business. Uh, So I think that's a a great role they could play. I also think they could help people transition money. Let's say I had massive bars of silver, but I needed coins to do something. I could go to Brian and he could make an exchange for me. And There's a lot of roles that could be played, Brian. Yeah, I think there are a lot of roles. You know, you also you've got history involved. I think there's things that you could, you know, plus plus your your, uh, you know, your kids could could be going through change like they, you know, you go back a number of years, they could go through change and trying to to build their sets through circulating coinage that was, you know, that has still has some value, some silver and, and that. And they're they're using it and pulling it and filling their books and and trying to find that, you know, kind of a treasure hunt per se. You know, it's hard nowadays to, to find anything, you know, real rare out of our change. And so that would create another state. But, yeah, there's, I think there's a lot of lot of avenues that we could uh, play with there. Sure. I also think there's a lot of work that could be done to take coins that, that would be memorabilia coins. I don't know if you know that. I think there's a Donald Trump coin out there. Yeah. I want to make an All Lives Matter coin. That's right. That's exactly right. I think there's a lot of work that could be done there, and it may not be, quote, government currency, but yet it would still have that real value. It's almost turning coin dealers into kind of a coin specialty jewelry dealers in a way, right? Yeah, there's there's that where you could create dyes and and be making – we get get people at times that want to come in and make a dye for their family reunion, and they want to make 200 uh, silver pieces for this family reunion, so they'll create a dye and – Make some coins and, you know, so, yeah. There's All right. Things that can be done. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of things that could be done. Um, Senator Rand Paul's in the news, and he's been criticizing Dr. Fauci quite a bit. Uh, and he's saying to Fauci in front of a Senate panel, it's a fatal conceit. To believe any one person or small group of people can just set the direction of our country as if they know everything. Do they have the knowledge to direct an economy or dictate the outcome? We'll get into that in a moment. Brian, thank you so much, sir. We know you got to fly early. Godspeed, brother. Hey, thank you much. You guys are doing awesome. Rustcoinandgift.com. That's rustcoinandgift.com. You want an honest person in the coin business? You got it. RustCoinandGift.com. Right, Rand Paul's comments and more coming up. Sam and Kurt breaking it down just for you on your radio. Do we reflect about our future and where we as a culture are moving? Do we keep our trust in our jobs, homes, money, life necessities, investments, stock markets? Do we believe that our 401ks or other retirements will always be there and that the current economic order will recover? Is the economy going to recover and life return to normal? It ain't gonna happen by a friend of Medjugorje. Whether you are poor, middle class, or rich, it ain't gonna happen. A book of astounding revelations about the present economic order and where we are heading. 
It ain't gonna happen by a friend of Medjugorje. To order, visit medj.com, spelled N-E-J.com, or call Caritas in the U.S. 205-672-2000. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Yeah, so in a Senate panel discussion, if you will, (laughs) Rand Paul really getting after Dr. Fauci. Senator Rand Paul criticized Dr. Fauci during his testimony in front of a Senate panel. He says it's a fatal conceit to believe any one person or small group of people have the knowledge necessary to direct an economy or dictate public health behavior. I think government health experts during this pandemic need to show caution in their prognostications. I think Rand Paul's really right on this. And I hoped we had time for Brian to chime on, chime in on this because it's economic related, uh, Kurt. But I, I really think uh, this is critical, though. Because, again, that's what the founders warned about. The founders didn't want one place to create money. The founders wanted an organization like the government, the federal government, to say, let's make sure the weights and measures are consistent. And let's make sure we only use this currency, constitutional money, gold and silver, honest money, honest weights and measures, as the Bible puts it. Okay, But the, the idea was that a bunch of people could you know, create their own outcomes based on the free markets, based on there wasn't only one source of money. Based on, okay, and the list goes on and on. And I bring this up because I think Rand Paul is exactly right. And Fauci and just a few people have literally controlled everything we do, say, and think, and to, to mask or not to mask, to, I mean, it goes on and on. To open a business, not to open a business. We're shutting your business down because you didn't follow guidelines, and on and on and on. They've literally, between President Trump and Fauci, They've literally shut down our government completely. And Rand Paul's going, hey, man, that's um, I like the words he uses because they're really bold. Unique words. It's a fatal conceit. No doubt it's fatal. And no doubt the conceit is that you think you know everything and you need to be very cautious or have caution in your prognostications. In other words, in your decision making and in your theories and opinions and and, and articulating of what you believe the problem is and what you demand the fix should be. 
Rand Paul really delivers it. He hits it out of the park on this one, uh, in my opinion. Kurt? Well, uh, you know, I, I read some of the things about the uh, uh, Rand Paul uh, Fauci uh, deal. Uh, one of the things I was kind of uh, I, pleased with is uh, Senator Paul basically says uh, we need, you know, more optimism. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, the thing that they're not really talking about, Sam, is the whole he who owns the media makes the rules. Uh, and, uh, you know, you see this headline that says CNN's got the best uh, ratings they've had for years. Um, if it bleeds, it leads. Uh, in other words, uh, when there's these terrible headlines uh, and CNN, like any other uh, ones that want to amp up their ratings, they can push those things uh, even even besides the fact that they want to push their agenda there, if their agenda uh, coincides with, you know, this terror kind of idea, then they're not going to push more optimism like Rand Paul urged Fauci to do. There you have it. And Rand Paul's also saying we need to get back to school. We need to get back to life. We need to get back to our businesses. And, you know, I think he's really right on all this, folks. I get that there's a pandemic and I get that people are scared and I get, I get, I get. But at what point is it legitimate fear, legitimate need, legitimate appropriate uh, shutting down versus when are they going too far? When are they using this to prevent President Trump from speaking directly to the people via his rallies, which was the key to his success last to his success last election? When does it become, you know what, they're shutting down my business saying that it's not essential. Well, dang it, it's essential to my family. It's essential for the people that depend on me. Glad that I can do my radio show without having coronavirus distancing problems. But if I didn't, they'd shut down my business and say it mattereth not, Sam. But at what point does it matter? At what point does it become essential? At what point do we say, wait a minute? And I think the answer is the free market. And I agree with this broad idea that, you know what? You shouldn't be able to just shut this down, Fauci. You're not an economist at all. And then Fauci kind of responded back and said, well, I'm not saying that people can't this and that and that. You know what? You are. All right. A couple of people got elected. Kurt wants to tell you about their huge stories. Kurt? Well, you know, as we look for uh, the pieces of good news that are available, uh, it's kind of tough to find them, ladies and gentlemen, really. But uh, there's a lady named Bobert, B-O-E-B-E-R-T. And the headline uh, from Dale Schrull says, uh, Bobert pulls off stunning upset. Uh, he says it was election day and Lauren Bobert was packing. She's 33 years old. Uh, they call her an upstart politician. Uh, she's packing with a, well, a huge smile. And she was packing boundless energy and bottomless confidence and, of course, she was packing her trusty Glock 26 on her right hip. Uh, as early re results were announced, they say screams, cheers, and shouts rocked the warehouse. Um, and they had a party. Why was this? Well, she was uh, a candidate in the Republican uh, district, the 3rd Congressional District there in Colorado, that has to do with... Um, well, you know, a bunch of folks outside of the main uh, big cities. And so uh, these people were uh, 
serious about issues. Uh, the guy she was going against is this guy, Scott Tipton. He's been in there for quite quite a few years. Uh, I wouldn't really call him a Republican insider, but she's he's certainly more of an insider than her. Uh, this is the same lady who uh, came to, I guess you could say, uh, uh, got a little notoriety because she owns a restaurant. It's in Rifle, Colorado, and uh, the restaurant's called, uh, I'm trying to find that little part here, but it's basically a play shooter's restaurant is what it's called. And uh, she and the waitresses there all wear guns on their hips. And, uh, you know, Sam, we haven't heard of any shootings going on at Shooter's Grill in Rifle, Colorado. And... Uh, you know, they, she's even defied the governor, and uh, when they told her to shut down the place, uh, she didn't. Uh, but anyway, uh, the voters there uh, have elected her over the insider Republican. Her area covers 52,000 square miles uh, between Grand Junction and Pueblo and down into Cortez and Steamboat Springs. Uh, the other guy had gotten elected in 2010, so he's been there, you know, I guess 10 years basically it'll be. Uh, and now um, she hopes to uh, be elected. She's got to go up against the Democrat. The president, by the way, uh, they, they kind of want to say that uh, he um, was for the other guy. Uh, I think he had given the other guy his uh, stamp of approval because he's an insider or already a Republican elected official. And yet uh, this lady uh, was a big supporter of the president, and she got a nice call from the president saying, uh, good job. So anyway, uh, those are the tidbits that I pulled out of it that I thought were interesting. I mean, imagine a lady uh, that's wearing a gun on her hip i mean we i don't think uh joe biden's gonna pick one of those uh do you sam <laughs> not hardly i'll tell you what i do think though kurt i like this yeah. lauren bobert story because it says she pulls off stunning upset and they say there's a couple of things that i noticed they say with her 100 watt smile she clearly mm. demonstrated that she could go toe-to-toe with the five-term Congressman Tipton. And I find that fascinating. This is where a lot of the, um, you know, conservatives or whatever you want to say, patriots are like, oh, we can't win anything. Put a fork in it. We're done. Not if you ask Lauren, ladies and gentlemen. It isn't true, right? And, and then she yeah, says, right. then she says some interesting things in the article that I really want to focus on. One of them, she says this, quote, I knew that I'd be outspent. And I'll probably get outspent in the fall, but I'm a mom with four boys ages 15, 12, 10, and 7, and let's see. Oh, so I know how to work on a tight budget. I get it, she says. And then she finishes, I'm a restaurant owner. And I, you know what, have a very tight business to run. And so I know how to, you know, be very careful with cash, basically, is her point here. And then she finishes by saying this. I believe the House of Representatives was intended by our founding fathers to be, quote, citizen-led. Not to be led by career politicians, she says. Now, Bo Burr, by the way, is the owner of Shooter's 
grill and rifle, which has become widely known for its area uh, for its uh, waiter or you know the waitress staff or whatever you want to call it. She said, "I joined this race because thousands of Americans just like me are fed up with politics." Anyway, Tipton's campaign already conceded the race, Kurt. So, to those of you who think that we can't win, I don't know how to respond except to say, the only time we can't win for sure is when we don't try, when we think it's already done. The only time you don't get the date with a girl for sure is if you never ask her out is the point. You ask her out and you go, wait a minute, she said, did she really say yes? All right. You know, and then pretty soon you go, my gosh, she actually married me. You know, kind of a discussion. And I'm just saying this is really, really important to understand, folks. When we get involved, good things happen, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Tipton becomes the fifth House incumbent to lose. This is huge, Kurt. Well, and, uh, and one more thing to throw in here, Sam. You really hit some good points. I, I, I'm glad you got those. Um, at the latest report, she had spent 133000 while uh, her you know, incumbent uh, opponent had uh, raised more than $1.1 million. So he's got almost so she's 10 on a times tenth of the as budget. much money. That's right. See, that's incredible. And, and that, she it shows that it's it, you got to have a few things. You got to have one, a serious desire. Two, you got to have enough foot soldiers. And three, you got to have enough money. Now, enough money doesn't mean as much as the other guy, but enough money does mean, you know what, you got to have enough to do the job. Otherwise, you just can't get the word out. But if you have a decent amount of money in foot soldiers and you're good at public speaking and you've got your, your act together in terms of what you intend to do while you're there, everybody knows she's a Second Amendment person. She ain't backing away tell you that right now and they mocked well, her and I mean, said, imagine her standing there with the gun on the on her hip i mean it's not like you have to bring it up that way you know what no, I good mean? point yeah in plain and, sight and, as they uh, say <laughs> yeah what i want to know is how many other uh ladies and maybe even gentlemen are gonna follow her lead and start you know packing and running uh, for office packing a hundred yeah, watt right. smile and Right, to keeping bare arms and standing for the sacred cause of liberty and taking on the deep swamp and the whole bit. Tell you this right now, we need more people like that. Anyway, we'll come back and talk about it more second hour. We've got nothing but open road to cover all kinds of topics on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to take advantage of it. What do you call this radio program, Kurt? The Autobond? All right. Okay. Hard-hitting news today. Even Kurt can drive on the Autobond, ladies and gentlemen. He can put the pedal to the metal. We're going to do just that in seconds. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up for Sam and Kurt and Brian Rust, RustQuentingGift.com. We declare this nation shall endure, LovingLiberty.net. God save the Republic of the United States of America. From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. This is the broadcast for July the 2nd in the year of our Lord, 2020. 
We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth and our goal to promote God, family, and country and to protect life, liberty, and property. July 2nd, 2020, hard-hitting talk, always. At your fingertips, we talked about this Lauren Bobert pulls off a stunning upset with her 100-watt smile. She demonstrated she could indeed go toe-to-toe with Tipton, the five-term congressman. He's out. She's in. Bobert, quote, I knew that I'd be outspent, and I probably will be again in the fall, but I got seven. No, I got four boys, and I'm a mom. So I understand about running on a tight budget. I'm also a restaurant owner. That's a penny-pinching business, so I know how to get stuff done for less. She's the owner. Uh, in Colorado of this restaurant we've talked quite a bit about that I really want to try to go to someday. Shooter's Grill and Rifle. Uh, and, and Anyway, she does a tremendous job. And I want to, the reason the that I read Shooter's re- Grill that's in Rifle, Colorado. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, so see, when they say Shooter's Grill here. and Rifle, it's hard to know. Yeah, so rifle. what they got to say yeah. is that's Grill right. and Rifle, in, and then Rifle, and then I gotta put her place comma. is called Shooter's Grill. I gotta put comma C O. Now it says in Rifle, Colorado. See, they don't do that, and it makes the headlines very hard to read. I gotta help them with this. They're just ignorant in the press. I don't know why they do that stuff. But when it says Grill and Rifle, how do I know? Well, you could say, well, Sam, if you know the city of Rifle, then you'd know. Okay, but I don't know. Right, But if you put rifle, comma, space, CO, then guys like me can understand. Maybe I'm just too redneck for this, you know? But there you have it. Bobert doing a phenomenal job. And to those who say we can't win, we can't do any good, stick a fork in it, America's lost, it's over. You know, I don't agree with you at all. I'm not trying to be contrary in here, but I'm telling you, I believe, as we talked about Rand Paul last hour as well, he says we need to be optimistic here. And you know what? I believe this is the greatest country on the face of the earth. And I believe that uh, this lady was inspired to run, and I'm grateful she did, and I stand completely behind her, and she's positive on the president, and I say good on them all. And again, when we stand up, good things happen. Not every time. We have devastating losses from time to time. I get it. But all I can tell you is this is a great example of good people doing good things and great results because of their wonderful efforts. All right, now I want to praise the president a little bit as well. They've decided to, uh, well, they're getting rid of Chaz, Kurt. Did you see this? Chaz is out now, and they're all celebrating yep. the reclamation of they the Seattle area. Chaz. Well, don't say that because they called the place Chop, too, Kurt. So. Yeah, they chopped Chaz, and then it became Chop, and now they've chopped Chop? I don't know. I don't dare say Suey. Then they'll think I'm making fun of the Asians. Anyway, I digress except to bring this up, Kurt. I want to commend the president of the United States of America, Donald J. Trump. And the reason that I do is because at the start he said, you know what? Maybe we need to crack down here. He didn't do it, but he was highlighting the point that we got to have law and order in this country. And then to prove he's a law and order president, Kurt, he held back and didn't bring in the troops, didn't overrun the city or the state or anything else. He said, you know what, guys, this is not acceptable. But in his own realm in Washington, D.C., he set the standard. He says, I'm not going to let you destroy our monuments. We'll guard them if we have to. You're not going to destroy private and or public property on my watch. And so he set an example of how to do it and how not to do it. You're not going to create one of these cities in my area. And he really recommended they don't allow it in their areas either. But he didn't deliver the heavy hand. 
And so I really want to, you know, commend the president here for uh, delivering an example in his own sphere, uh, but yet suggesting, guys, you got to have law and order. You got to stop this. So he spoke out and gave his leadership opinion or guidance from what he would do. He backed it up in his own realm by example and by precept, if you will. He took action. He didn't just cower. But at the same time, he walked a very, very fine line. I personally believe admirably. Ab, how do you say that, Kurt? Admirably? There you go. Yeah, admirably. Admirably. Okay, it's a so pretty this, tricky one. this is an example where, you know what, I really commend him. It's a really fine line to walk. If he had talked about crushing everybody and then in his area they allowed this to go on, he would have lost credibility. If he would have stepped over the line and, um, you know, forced his will on the state or a city, he would have crossed the line. I think he walked a very fine line incredibly successfully. The mainstream press is never going to give him any credit for this. But I think it was a brilliant restraint slash leadership slash, you know, he had to deal with it too. Uh, anyway, I think a, a, a well done should shout out to the president on this. Um, it's a really fine line, a really hard balance. How do you provide leadership and example and um, express your view to, to, to articulate, you know, the guidance that ought to be given? But yet, how do you not cross the line? And I think it was done quite masterfully, personally, Kurt. Do you want to respond to this? Well, I agree. Um, the president uh, showed some, uh, you know, a, a basically he's, he he said that hey, the Constitution's got it set up here where I've got this job, and those governors and mayors have their job, and you know I'm not gonna. Uh, I disagree with how they're doing it, but I'm not gonna go ahead and just you know run through there like a bull in a china shop, but just kind of like what the media standard thinks he would do. Uh, you know, and yet, uh, you know, does he get any credit for that? Uh, you know, a little bit from you, but uh, not not anywhere in the, like Washington Post or anybody else is going to be. Well, know, and sad because this is an example where they're always criticizing the president being too in your face. He'll just, you know, get out crazy and destroy everything or else they say he's too timid to accomplish anything. He's all talk and no action. And, you know, when he gets it right, then they don't fairly, honorably defend where it ought to be and I, and I, again i criticize the president on occasion when i do believe it's warranted i'm like hey i don't believe this is the way we ought to go it's not that i'm criticizing him but i'm criticizing the the actions or the principle that's being violated or whatever else okay but but when he's right why can't we give him credit for being right okay he's saying you're not going to destroy monuments in my area on my watch you're not going to set up a fake city that becomes anarchy on my watch in my area we're not doing that and I'm going to put things in place to make sure you don't do that. I'm going to reach out to those in different jurisdictions and say, guys, you can't let law and order just devolve into anarchy. Okay, you got to stand up and stop it. Maybe we ought to step in and help you stop it. It was a little bit tongue in cheek, but a little bit making the point that you guys got to step up to the plate now. But yet he didn't do it. He showed tremendous restraint. And he's shown restraint time and time again in the country, Kurt, where on mask, he hasn't mandated them. Uh, on shutting down places, he's left that up to the states. On I can go on and on, but he's shown tremendous restraint in many situations, uh, and I commend him. Even on the military, you could say, well, hey, he's you know he hasn't backed out of a lot of military engagements. Maybe not as many as I would like. I agree, but you know what? He hasn't just gone hawkish either. 
So, uh, you know, some tremendous leadership that he's not getting any credit for. All right. We talked about this yesterday, but Kurt wants to talk about it again. Law of the land, quote, monumental ruling for school choice at Supreme Court. President Trump has called this issue the, quote, civil rights statement of the year, Kurt. Well, and I thought it was interesting just to dig into it a little bit more. Uh, uh, Clarence Thomas, uh, well, anyway. Well, Clarence but, Thomas but is a different Before story. we get that, yeah, but he's, of course, part of the Supreme Court. Um, uh, you know, the Montana Supreme Court had struck um, down the program uh, in Montana that would allow um, basically uh, some private scholarships to go uh, to religious uh, organizations or whatever. Uh, and uh, this is just a, you know, a sliver. It's not any big thing that was going on there. But at least the Supreme Court uh, said, hey, that's, uh, you know, not fair. And, uh, you know, uh, it's just amazing to see uh, in this piece uh by World Net Daily, they say the ruling is a significant victory for those who support school choice, uh, which allows parents to choose the public school their child will attend. Uh, now, it just says uh, public school. So, you know, that that at least uh, means that, hey, you're you're cramping down the choice. You're not you're not allowing them any school. But anyway, it says uh rather than having their child assigned to a school based on where the family lives. Uh, Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos has focused many of her efforts on expanding school choice since she became the Education Secretary in 2017. And we mentioned this uh, idea that, you know, in these, typically these uh, shoot 'em up cities like uh, Chicago and New York or whatever where the schools, the government schools, are just failing like uh, you can't believe. Imagine if they really opened up the idea of true school choice, where people, the money would follow the student. Uh, there'd just be some massive changes. Uh, you'd have the uh, the good Catholics and so many other religious organizations offering schools. Uh, are offering to educate and uh, people could begin to choose where they want their education dollars to go. I, like you, Sam, uh, would say that the government really has no real role in education and should have no spending going on there. But in the meantime, if we can at least move to true school choice i think that's a great step in the right direction and this is only a sliver of it but it's nice to have a little bit of a win and to talk about it as a little bit more if we can thank you sam hey listen up 
This is a deep state alert. Former Texas Congressman Steve Stockman, who moved to arrest Lois Lerner for contempt of Congress, has been imprisoned by the very office that Lerner led. You heard right. Stockman hit the Obama administration hard, and they hit back with the full force of the federal government. The guy who said he wanted Mark Levin as Speaker of the House was the first to threaten Obama's impeachment, exposed Hillary's selling steel to the Iranians, and blocked both Obama's immigration and gun bills from even reaching the House. But Obama holdovers came after him in federal court with trumped-up charges and have locked our guy up. Like many others, he was on Obama's hit list. Steve fought for us in Congress. Now we need to fight for him. Don't abandon this wounded hero on the battlefield. Let's help cover his massive legal costs. To chip in five bucks or more, text the word FIGHT to 444-999. That's FIGHT, F-I-G-H-T, to 444-999. Or go to DefendAPatriot.com. That's DefendAPatriot.com. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married and have some kids. All right, Donald Trump, President of the United States, saying it's a monumental decision for the the courts. Wow, Kurt agrees. Kurt? Well, and, uh, you know, you look at uh, the other thing that he said uh, was... uh, School choice is the civil rights statement of the year, of the decade, and probably beyond. Uh, You know, he said this at a White House press conference, and then he says, because all children have to have access to a quality education, a child's zip code in America should never determine their future. Now, this story was uh, published by the Daily Caller, but uh, I think World Net Daily was who brought it forward. You know, in my opinion, they're forgetting and the president uh, you know would be wonderful if he could highlight the fact that uh, the republicans told us they were going to get rid of the department of education and if you look at real education in america it could happen just fine without the government involvement of it Uh, but uh, at least on the way to getting there i hope you could have true choice where you could literally have uh, churches and uh, so many others uh, providing their input and you might even end up with places where people could see the Ten Commandments when they were going to school like the good old days Sam yeah how did Clarence vote on this education bill do you know he voted uh, right uh, there the only uh, you know at right least that doesn't help me well in other words he voted to support the choice uh, 
part of it. Uh, the justices voted five to four, and so many times it's so close. Uh, they say Chief Justice John Roberts joined the conservative justices. That would be, uh, you know, Clarence Thomas would be one of those. Uh, they got a five to four ruling. Um, so it was pretty tight still. Uh, and then on the uh, other one here, uh, the where Chief Justice, or not Chief Justice, but Clarence Thomas. Uh, yeah, the headline from World Net Daily says, Clarence Thomas erupts on his own Chief Justice, uh, scathing dissent in a 5-4 ruling against restrictions on abortion. This is a World Net Daily piece, and, uh, um, you know, it's a big rebuke. I guess it was a 20-page dissent. Thomas called the right to an abortion an erroneous precedent grounded in a legal fiction. Uh, those are pretty strong words. Uh, he said this court created the right to abortion based on an amorphous, unwritten right to privacy, which it grounded in the legal fiction of substantive due process. As the origins of this jurisprudence readily demonstrate the putative right to abortion is a creation that should be undone. They pointed out that, this is Clarence Thomas again, he pointed out that the Supreme Court in 1965, he tells you the case, acknowledged the Constitution did not protect a right to privacy. Instead, the court explained that this right could be found in the penumbras of five different amendments to the Constitution, the first, third, fourth, fifth, and ninth. Uh, anyway, uh, bottom line is Clarence Thomas was pretty, uh, you know, assertive, or he brought out a lot of reasons why uh, there should be no Roe v. Wade thing, and they should have no, res well, I mean, he should uh, pr protect these babies, and uh, he's, he's standing up strong there's some who say that he might even uh, retire sam what do you think about that uh about what clarence thomas retiring from the court i think it's probably necessary but i think it's sad because he's been one of the strongest in my opinion constitutional conservatives on the court for 30 years or whatever yeah, they say, the I guess I think he's 72. Is I don't believe in these people serving forever, whether they're competent or whether their health is there or not. I don't believe in just staying on there for political reasons. I believe serving uh, as a judge, setting aside any partisan politics, obeying the supreme law of the land, interpreting the law, uh, understanding the um, that it's it, it, it's not an ever-changing, living, breathing document with opinions based on you know case precedent. It's based on the rule of law. It's based on God's law. It's based on morality. It's based on the principles of separations of powers. It's okay. And, and I think Justice Clarence Thomas has done an incredible job at that. Uh, and so it's sad that we lose him. However, I don't believe in just staying there for political reasons. Like, I don't want the other side to get their guy on the court. I, so I'm going to stay here even though I, you know, I can't really work hardly and I can't really think through issues or whatever else. And so, you know what? I have respect for a gentleman that says, I've, I've served my time. I've done my best. Now it's time for somebody else. I understand that, Kurt, and I, I don't necessarily disagree. I'm sad to lose a guy like Clarence, though. Now, I know they say he's black and I'm white, and therefore I don't like you know Thomas because I'm a racist. It's a lie. I think he's spot on and a great guy. And I think he was absolutely wrongfully abused back in the day uh, when he became a member of the Supreme Court in the first place. Uh, and I think that he is a, a stand-up constitutional guy. He's been one of the, 
him and Scalia have been probably the two heroes of the court uh, in my mind in my lifetime. Uh, now, there's a few others who I wish would have got there, Robert Bork and others or whatever. But all I'm telling you is I think Clarence Thomas is a, is a class act. Uh, I commend him for his work and I wish him well in his retirement. I'm sad to lose him. I would say that's kind of my take, Kurt. What do you think? Very good, Sam. I thought you'd have something to say on it. Uh, you know, he's even, uh, I, I doubt that he'll really retire. He's 72 years old where you got a couple of these ones in their 80s that are, um, you know, quite a bit more senior. Yeah, but again, they're him. there for political I, reasons. They're not there because they should be there. They're because of political gamesmanship, if you that's will. That's right. He seems to be on top of his game, I guess, recently I on this uh, whole abortion thing. He says, uh, uh, the fact that it took this court over a century to find a right, you know, this right to abortion, uh, proves that it was more than hidden. It simply was not and is not there. Uh, he criticized Roberts for claiming to adhere to stare decisis, or the other, what that really means is precedent, it's the legal doctrine that gives deference to previous decisions. Thomas argued the justices exceed their constitutional authority whenever they apply demonstrably erroneous precedent instead of the relevant law's text. Because we can reconcile neither Roe nor its progeny with the text of our Constitution, those decisions should be overruled, he asserted. Because we lack jurisdiction and our abortion jurisprudence finds no basis in the Constitution, I respectfully dissent. Uh, you know, See, good what a class stuff act. from Clarence Thomas. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Is that you? So you know, and and you, I know that you know, from compared to some of the other justices, he's young and he's still got his mind with him, but he has every right to say, "Look, I'd like a few of my remaining years to be with my wife and my family and my loved ones, and you know, I, I'd like to just not be under pressure of forever going forward." And what I mean is, there's some grace in, you know, I, I don't like the word retirement, I guess, because it makes it sound like you're just going to go sit around and, and sip tea and die. If that's what we're talking about, retirement, I don't I don't think he should do it. I think he should stay there and deliver. At the same time, I do have respect for those who say I have some other pursuits in life that I'd like to get to. And they relate a little bit more to God, family, and, and, and a little less on country. I've served for 30-plus years. It's about time for somebody else to serve. I get that balance is what I'm trying to get at. And uh, so it depends on what he intends to do in retirement on how I personally feel about it. If I was his personal advisor, I would discuss those things. And if your you know, desire is to just... You know, sip, uh, you know, pina coladas in Tahiti, then I'd say, no, sir, don't retire. If your job is to really focus on family and say, I got some family history I want to do, you know, I need to minister to my neighbors and I need to spend some time with my wife and my children and grandchildren. And, you know, and it's really a genuine retire for greater purposes. I support it. So I, I'm on the fence a little bit. I agree that he's younger than most, but I also don't believe people should just stay there for political reasons. Uh, and if you have either one great aspirations that are, in my opinion, of a uh, greater focus for the purpose of life, uh, then I support it. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. So it's a tough balance. And to really answer the question, I'd have to know more. But I will say this. I'm grateful for his service. I'll tell you that right now. All right. GOP senators, Kurt, join Black Lives Matter and propose canceling Columbus Day. Kurt, can I just stop and say what the heck is wrong with these GOP people? They have gone cuckoo, buddy. 
Well, there's a number of them. I think it's probably the same group uh, that want to replace, uh, get rid of that holiday and then put in uh, Juneteenth as the holiday. You know, uh, nobody's talking about getting rid of all these federal holidays where you got to pay the bureaucrats to not work, uh, but that would be a step in the right direction, wouldn't it? What, getting rid of all holidays? Well, no. I You don't eliminate the holidays, but you don't pay people not to work. So you're saying keep uh, the holidays and uh, let them off work and no pay? Just like the rest of us. when, Like if you don't work, Sam, do you get paid? Depends. Some places I get paid, some places I don't. If I've got a salary, I do, yeah. Well, if it's in your agreement, I guess. But um, I just think we pay those bureaucrats way too much money for too little work. Yeah, you heard about the Seattle police officer stuff I did on Saturday. They get like 300, 400 grand for cop. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Wendy King. According to John Hopkins University, there were more than 52,000 new infections nationwide. It's the biggest single-day surge in the coronavirus pandemic. The surge is causing more states to halt reopening plans or impose new restrictions. Governor Gavin Newsom is shutting down indoor activities for at least three weeks in 19 California counties. Restaurants, movie theaters, zoos, museums. The order includes shutting down bars and beach parking lots. Vice President Mike Pence traveled to coronavirus hotspot Arizona. Hospitals there are hiring out-of-state medical workers to handle the overload of patients. We're going to make sure that Arizona has whatever it takes uh, to meet this moment, to slow the spread, to flatten the curve, to save lives. This is USA Radio News. When thinking about life insurance, my accident reinforced you never know what tomorrow might bring. That's why I reached out to AccuQuote. AccuQuote helps people find a life insurance policy that meets their needs. Since 1986, they've helped millions of folks save up to 60% on their life insurance by comparing the rates and features of dozens of top-rated life insurance products. A healthy 50-year-old non-smoker can buy a half a million dollars of 10-year level term for less than 45 bucks a month. A 60-year-old under 120 bucks a month. Longer or permanent terms are available. Even if you already own life insurance, you really need to check out my friends at AccuQuote. Don't worry about health issues. Remember, they help me. As a pastor, I'm concerned about your soul and helping you to make sure your family is taken care of. Life insurance is more affordable now than ever, so don't make them wish you'd made that call. 877-437-4781. Call now, 877-437-4781. 877-437-4781. points and availability vary by state. The crowd was overjoyed in Richmond, Virginia. The crowd braved a thunderstorm as they watched the statue of General Stonewall Jackson come down. City Councilman Mike Jones. It is just awesome to see these young protesters create what Martin Luther King called the beautiful community. There's big changes coming to social media, not just fact-checking, but also in advertising. USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes has more. Expect Facebook to look a bit different this month. Over 400 advertisers are launching a boycott starting today. 
The companies are taking part in the Stop Hate for Profit campaign. They've all promised they won't spend money on Facebook ads during the month of July. The boycott coming after several civil rights groups have accused the social media giant of allowing hate speech and misinformation spread across its platform. You're listening to USA Radio News. All right, they want to get rid of Christopher Columbus Day. Who's they? I'm not sure, ladies and gentlemen. GOP senators are joining Black Lives Matter now, folks. I'm telling you, we're running off the rails, man. Okay, if we get rid of Columbus Day, then what do we get rid of next, Kurt? Are we going to just get rid of Christmas and replace it with Kwanzaa? Well, like you always say, Sam, uh, you know, the Savior Jesus Christ is in their crosshairs. Uh, they want to get rid of that whole thing uh, as well. That You know, and these are, these are not, um, you know, just disgruntled Americans. These are uh, communists that basically are trying to overthrow America. I yes, think. I agree with that for sure. Now, I personally believe that Easter should be one of the great days, even above Christmas, Kurt. Very good, but do you, do you think, think? Uh, at least I would prefer that the government not be paying uh, people to celebrate Easter? Uh, oh, I'd just sure. like to have the government out of it, and, uh, you know, we could celebrate it uh, as it was celebrated for many years before. There you go. I'd have to study the history to know what we used to do with holidays, if we paid people or not or whatnot, and stuff like that but your point's well taken that hey why does it have to be a paid day you know they talk about millions and millions of dollars for just a single day don't they yep all right kurt wants to talk about a sheriff i wish i had this guy's name in the headline why don't they tell me the people's names in headlines kurt well jack davis has got this piece at the western journal um and uh you know, they do great work, I think. Uh, but in this case, we're just talking about the Los Angeles uh, sheriff, uh, L.A. County. Um, and uh, the headline reads, uh, L.A. County announces beaches will be closed for July 4th weekend. Uh, sheriff has other plans. Um, and that's, you know, of course, you know, you've got the governor there that's basically shutting down things. Uh, and um, the... Uh, County Health Department said that all beaches in the county are going to be closed. Uh, but um, <laughs> the uh, the mayor, by the way, is, uh, you know, backing him or whatever. Um, but they say the order angered some residents. L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva indicated it has no teeth. Uh, he says, we were not consulted on the beach closure and will only assist our beach cities in closing parking lots and traffic enforcement uh, on the PCH, which is the Pacific Coast Highway, if you're not familiar with PCH. Uh, they say in regards to enforcing the beach closure, he says, we will not be enforcing it because we are care first, jail last, Villanueva said. So, anyway, uh, do you expect anybody to go to the beach? Sam, what do you think? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Heck, yeah, buddy. People are going to the beach, bro. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And Sam. I agree with uh, the sheriff, sir. 
Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, they could all just say they were protesting, right? Say, Darn right. Then they'd have carte blanche course, approval. If, if you're protesting, you know, you can go wherever you want. I mean, and do whatever fact, you want could, to, Kurt. Yeah, I mean, you know, bust up stuff, but I, I don't recommend that. In fact, did you hear the new study uh, they came out with, Kurt? Uh, what's that, Sam? Um, let's see. New study basically says, hey, um, rioters, study slows the spread of coronavirus. What does you say? Not the study. Study says that rioting. Um, <laughs> rioting, riots slow the spread of coronavirus, Kurt, is the new study World Net Daily's highlighting. There you go, Sam. I mean, that just shows you if you could just call any of these things a Isn't riot awesome? or a protest or, a, you know, uh, maybe you call it looting because you're building a sandcastle on the beach, you know. And you want to know the coolest uh, part about it? What's that? Government agrees. <laughs> uh, yeah i mean the virus knows when it's a riot dude versus just you <laughs> trying to be like go to church or something goofy like that you know and so the the, the virus knows man when you want to riot then it's cool and it backs off and when you want to go to church it just goes crazy you know what i'm talking yeah, about great point of course i am and you see how just illogical yeah. this really is folks how just you know against anything good honorable right it is I mean, study claims riots slow the spread of the coronavirus. I don't even know what they're talking about, Kurt. Mm-hmm. First off, how do you conduct a study like that? How do you get it done so quick? The study goes on and says, listen, there's no proof that the rioters spread the coronavirus. How do they know that already, Kurt? That's a great point, Sam. And if it's we have these like outbreaks, when they know how do you know there's you're... outbreaks at the same time that they didn't, they weren't responsible for it? How do you know that at the same time? It's kind of like they know how, like, if you're a racist, Sam, I mean. Oh, good they point. Just they know. just say so. And that's just the end of that. Yeah. It's kind of like how they know global warming's real. Never mind the science. We're just telling you it's real and you're a denier and you're the enemy. See? Admit, it's just, point. wow, folks. All right, Kurt wants to tell you about another politician. This is from Kurt's 25 series of stories, 0625. Election 2020 stunning. Upset a 24-year-old constitutionalist, Kurt. Well, um, yeah, and this is, uh, you know, there's just a few of these highlights uh, like this. But this guy, uh, his name is Cawthorn, you know, first name Madison, uh, 24-year-old uh, CEO of a real estate investment company, and he's a motivational speaker. Well, he won the Republican runoff in uh, North Carolina's 11th district. Uh, he had received more than 65% of the vote against uh, Linda Bennett, uh, and uh, he's, they say, likely to win the November election for the what they call safe Republican seat. It was formerly held by North Carolina's rep, Mark Meadows. He declined to run for re-election and joined the Trump administration as the chief of staff earlier in the year. Um, 
they say uh, if this guy wins, he would be the one one of the youngest people ever elected to Congress. His primary victory came as they say a stunning upset. Um, this uh, lady had been uh, endorsed by the president and Ohio Rep. Jim Jordan, but um, the thing is, you kind of think, well, that means they're this guy uh, Cawthorn's completely opposed to the president. Well, not really. He just, you know, didn't get the, you know, little uh, stamp of approval. But you know, he's a big supporter of President uh, Trump, and uh, he they call him a. Uh, he said in a statement that he would work tirelessly for smaller, leaner government. He's a constitutional conservative. He's committed to defending the values of faith, family, and freedom. His campaign website says once on his way to the U.S. Naval Academy that in 2014, he was left partially paralyzed after surviving a horrific car accident. He credits the tragic incident with building his faith, making him a fighter, and allowing him to inspire others. According to his campaign website, um, you know, so the bottom line is uh, this is another, uh, I mean, imagine having him and this uh, lady that's packing the heat going to Washington, D.C. I mean, you might have some people breaking up the system. Remember what she said about her deal where she said, I, I think the House of Representatives should be a house of the people, you know. And, I, of course, I think the Senate ought to fix that, too, because it's supposed to be represented by the states uh, as we know from the Seventeenth Amendment, as well. So yeah, so we should anyway, have a lot Cawthorn. more congressmen too, uh, because when you look at the relationship to the people, they're supposed to be more congressmen, but we've never followed that either. So yeah. there you have that. There See, you go. I think we should have what yeah. you know, ten thousand congressmen at this point, or something. Well, whatever, so that we had uh, real representation instead of uh, you know just just a bunch of rich guys who don't even listen to the. Yeah, like in Utah, we got like 800,000 to one or something. It's supposed to be like, what, at the most 35,000, Kurt? I think that was the number. So 20 times the amount of congressmen, at least in Utah's case, for example, approximately. You know, so 20 times four would have 80 just in Utah alone, right? Yeah, it would be a lot. At least I think you could, you know, uh, I know that some would say, well, yeah, but look, the house, you can't even fit them all in there. Well, don't need to. You know, the Lord you put technology the on the planet so we know, don't have to meet all together. Right. Corona proved that reality. I've been telling everybody that Good for point. years, and they used to laugh at me, and now Corona made me right, and them, uh, well, I'll have to admit that I'm right. Kind of a discussion, right? Good point, sir. All right. Not that I want to be right. It is that I want to have that many Congress representatives because I want to follow the law. Kurt wants to talk about Universal Orlando. Theme parks. Open up. Things are great. Well, wait. Not so fast, Kurt. Hang tight. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win. They lose.
nothing less. Big Q, Little Q, The Calm Before the Storm, by a friend of Megagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q, The Calm Before the Storm, available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support the publisher's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that preserve the vanishing American cowboy, farmer, and sheep herder. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Each issue of Range Magazine also features great gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine. Live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Kurt Cosby on your radio. So Orlando's in the news, Kurt. Well, that's right. There's a place, if you go to Orlando, you got all these, uh, you know, places you used to be able to go to anyway. Uh, but the headline here reads, uh, Universal Orlando laying off workers just two weeks after reopening. The cuts come after Universal Studios of Florida Universal Islands of Adventure and Universal's Volcano Bay reopened and with reduced capacity and new safety measures. Uh, Sam, people don't really want to go party at a place where everybody's got a mask on and you can't sit by each other and you can't, you know, you, I mean, you got to stand over here and you got to do all that stuff. They, a lot of them just prefer to stay home, I think. Uh, the, uh, Next story kind of goes with it. I think you've got uh, 140,000 businesses listed on Yelp are still closed because of COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, they're closed not because, I guess you could say, because of the government's reaction to that, I think. It says retailers and restaurants are hardest hit. There's a surge in searches for black-owned businesses, they say. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in New York, Sam? Is New York just going to end up as a ghost town, uh, New York and you know places like L.A.? Oh, no. They're just going to roll out at Universal Basic Incomes for everybody, and everybody's going to just chill, buddy. Everybody's just going to hang out and watch Netflix. Yeah, okay. So I guess they just get their other stuff delivered via Amazon. Sure. They won't need a local grocery store or anything like that. Cause yeah, they or else just... they'll just mandate masks and then open up the stores, and then they'll create more and more and more restrictions. Like, you know, if your birthday ends in a Y, then you can go on this. I'm just kidding. If your birthday is a certain date, then you can this or that. Or if you're even or odd, like they used to do gas back in the 70s. Or they'll just start to ration and control. Remember, that's part of the Communist Manifesto, my friend. 
You just ration and control, and you just divide up the people 66 ways from Sunday. So if you're a certain age, or if you're a male, or you're a female, or you're black, or you're white, they'll find the fault lines, and then they'll, you know, and so they'll let people kind of go to the stores in very limited control methods, or they'll work on ways to deliver to your door, let you, you know, pull, make an order online, and then pull up, and they'll load your car for you. They'll find ways to go ahead and, you know, manipulate it all into existence. That's how they roll. But 140,000 businesses listed on Yelp still shut down. They say that, you know, food places, restaurants, everything hit the hardest, no doubt. No doubt about that. It's a sad tale to tell. Speaking of food, though, this is an example, Kurt. New tests are out by Consumer Reports, Kurt. Let's see. Is that in that same group of stories? Yes, sir. Headline says, tests by Consumer Reports find toxic metals in Starkey Spring water, and they basically say, hey, that's a big problem. And they uh, recalled it for exceeding federal limits, Kurt. Don't you know? You can't exceed federal limits, buddy. And it's sold on Amazon. You kind of wonder, you know, uh, where did the federal government get uh, this right to make limits for what's in the water? But anyway, uh, uh, but but you underestimate the power of your government, buddy. Good point. Uh, You know, so uh, if you didn't have enough to worry about, maybe your water's got, uh, well, arsenic, I guess, Sam, huh? Yeah. I don't understand what your problem is. Kurt, you want arsenic in the water? What kind of a bad guy are you? I think it, I mean, imagine if people just kind of did that social distancing thing, Sam, and we spread out across America. And we can't. And we, uh, well, I know, but. You know uh, why you can't, could, don't you? If, we, if you followed the Constitution and you made it so that the federal government didn't control like 85% of Nevada. I heard that. Know, um, I mean, just think. Yeah, about you might actually be able to get a piece of land now, buddy. Well, I think so. See, because so right now I've been researching, and I wanted to buy myself like three hundred acres, three hundred twenty acres, yes. in, in um, anyway, in, in Millard County, Utah, or whatever. And I, you know, was really serious about it and everything else. And then I had trouble getting water, and the water was really, 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 really expensive. And then I finally figured out the water piece, and then I'm like, hey, I can make ten acre, twenty acre lots out of this thing. Uh, five acre uh-huh. lots and you know i could make a bunch of money and buy myself some land and do good for you know create almost a little town if you will and then they're like oh no you can't do anything smaller than 50 acres on that sam <laughs> and so i'm like well then i don't want it I mean, all i get is six pieces out of it kurt if i'm lucky yeah well i don't want six pieces i don't need 50 acres i only need five or ten maybe or two and a half or whatever well maybe you should just protest sam i what want little rad chats protest but how would i uh, protest that just tased me and shut me down by just telling them hey we're not gonna follow your uh thing on on our land we're just gonna do it the way we want well then they'll toss me in the clink like ham and bundy and say i'm an insurrectionist well then a couple years later i'll get out and they'll tase my attorney and i won't be guilty of anything the fbi will be guilty of a bunch of crimes and there'll be no accountability and i mean do you really want all that does sound like a fun time i'd kind of rather stay home with my family and eat popcorn personally when How dumb am I? Like that. I'm just a yeah. sunshine patriot. That's why. Yeah, good point. I'm just going to drink my toxic metal water. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, good point. Peter Strzok is in the news, Kurt. He is. All right. Uh, which one's this? Yeah, how many Peter Strzok stories do you have? This one is Peter Strzok's notes 
found from the key period right before the White House meeting on Michael Flynn notes. Right. Well, you know, you you keep hearing about it was these Kurt's guys. Twenty four series of stories. The twenty fourth. Okay, thank you. Um, you know, you keep hearing about these different people, and and yet none of them uh, go to jail. Our buddies are in jail. You know, like uh, Steve Stockman, uh, and yet uh, so many of these other ones, they just seem to keep rolling along, doing whatever they want. Um, you know, and this, uh, like you said, this headline, Peter Strokes, uh, or, you know, Rush Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh calls him Struck Stroke, uh, but that um, says, notes found from key period before White House meeting on Michael Flynn. Um, you know, it's funny how every so often they'll just find some new, you know, info around there. I guess it's like they're cleaning up around the White House and they dig stuff up and they find it under the couch covers or, you know, cushions or something like that. But this one, the Breitbart piece, uh, says the Justice Department notified Michael Flynn's attorney, Sidney Powell, great attorney, by the way, that there was a page of notes found from then FBI agent Peter Stroke, uh, or S-T-R-Z-O-K. I don't, really don't know for Stratford. sure how you do that. Okay, struck. Uh, that is believed to have been taken between January 3rd and January 5th. I don't know how they know that, but they say it's a key period when the FBI had almost dropped its investigation against Flynn, but stroke, uh, struck, I mean, had intervened and the White Obama White House held a meeting on Flynn. Uh, this page of notes was found by the U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of Missouri, Wonder what he was doing and looking around in there, uh, but anyway, uh, he uh, Attorney General Bill Barr had appointed to look into the FBI's handling of the investigation into Flynn. Uh, so this guy's looking around, finding some new info. Uh, they say yeah, the you DOJ can accountability with that info. See, they did the same thing to Ammon Bundy that they did to Flynn. Ain't no harm, no foul. Yep. We'll let you go. But by golly, you sure served a bunch of time for nothing. And the criminals that attacked you and abused you and violated the law to, to criminally charge you with no real evidence. And the facts are that you fraudulently built your case against the innocent. None of that's going to have accountability, Kurt. And until it does, we're not going to get anywhere. It's just going to happen over and over and over and over. Who's next is the only question you got to ask yourself. Yeah, they say on January 5th, 2017, then President Obama, you know, because remember the new president would have been uh, January 21st or so when we were back there for the inauguration of the president, President Trump. But anyway, uh, President Obama and Vice President Joe Biden uh, were there at that meeting. It says Susan Rice and a host of other top administration officials convened and discussed Flynn's private phone calls with Russian Ambassador Sergei Kislyak. Kiss, uh, kissy Who knows? Lack, the I thing goes on so long, you'll uh, never get a handle on the complications of the case, right? Well, anyway, the bottom line is, I believe the evil goes right to the top. Obama, uh, Biden, and all that kind of stuff, and that they were uh, spying on the president, President Trump's uh, campaign, and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, they went after this Michael Flynn guy. And at least now, uh, like in this Breitbart piece, it says he, Flynn was not just any private citizen. He was soon to take over as national security advisor. 
and speaking to hundreds of foreign officials during the transition period after the election. These notes from Strzok or whoever, whatever his name is, and another FBI agent, Joe Pinetka, uh, showed that neither believed Flynn lied during their interview. However, special counsel prosecutors charged Flynn with lying. So, you know, uh, man, we just got all that dirty stuff in the DOJ and the FBI and stuff. There's sure a lot of house cleaning needs to go on, huh, Sam? Yes, but again, you know, I, I don't mean to be rude, but unless there's accountability, I don't know what, what it matters. I agree. I'm not trying to say that your point of bringing it up doesn't matter. It's worthy to bring it up because the more news we can bring about it, maybe there will be accountability. But unless we the people push for accountability, folks, and it starts with knowledge about it, right? You can't do something about something you don't know about. So it's good to bring it up, and it's good to focus on it, and it's good to highlight the double standard and the disparities for sure. But we the people need to demand. You know what? This is criminal by Strzok and company, by Strzok and Barack and, you know, all these people. And, and you got to do something about it, man. The lock em up chance for President Trump should not have been idle campaign rhetoric. It should be double down realistic. We're going to give you, uh, no doubt, due process of law. No doubt we're going to have transparency in the, the discovery here. But you know what? We're going to prosecute you to the fullest extent of the law for your criminal activity. We just are. Okay, that should be, in my opinion, the rallying cry for today. We shouldn't be out in the streets destroying uh, statues. We should be literally telling President of the United States, President Trump, and the House, and the Senate, and all those who represent us, you know what? We expect accountability for criminal acts here. Uh, you know what? Ammon Bundy did nothing wrong and is free. Where are the criminals who made that happen? And why are they not in prison? Okay, same thing with, with uh, Flynn. Same thing with the uh, bogus allegations against Trump, who made up all this fake dossier and these allegations that never stuck. There needs to be accountability for this sooner than later. And if we don't get that done, shame on us, meaning we the people. And I'm not trying to be offensive, but I'm saying, man, we're not going to do well, Kurt, if we just let this stuff go. Because you know that it will just continue. Anyway, there you have it. For whatever that's worth, huh, Kurt? Good point, Sam. Yeah. All right, last point. Kurt needs to tell you about, uh, oh, what's this? Uh, Tucker Carlson story real quick, Kurt. Tucker Carlson. Let's see if I can find old Tucker on here. Uh, I don't see it, Sam. Go ahead and tell him. All right, I was actually trying to save the notes here for the hour. Let me go down. Sorry. Look this up. Uh, I will say this about Tucker. I, I think he's. Hold on, uh, you told me to get this article for you, buddy. Well, I I'm just figured you fast. didn't have it, so I, I know, but I have to get it because you said to. So I stopped everything. And Tucker Carlson, okay. Atlanta Officer Garrett Ralph, her stepmother fired from her job. She got fired. Tucker.